Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast for the best shows on TV, and I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. All right, guys, this week we're talking about Vikings Season 4, four. Episode 6, What Might Have Been. Yep. What Direct- the director was? Ken Girotti. Girotti. G-I-R-O-T-T-I. Girotti. Girotti. All righty. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll butcher it from the jump. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think about the episode? It was slow, but I really enjoyed it. This was probably my second favorite episode of the season so far. Actually, I really enjoyed this too. There's um, a few scenes, I think, that put it over the top. Made it a good episode. Uh, but you're right. Very slow. But. Big plot movements. A lot of big plot movements. We didn't see it. Uh, I was kind of testing out Twitter. Did one or two live tweets for the things. It was the first time I've seen the episode live, and God, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, but uh, we're, we're in Paris. I mean, Paris just jumped right up on us. I mean, you and me have been sitting here for the last two or three weeks wondering when rating season. You know, we saw it happening near the end of the season. Kind of thought it might be like the finales would be the fights. Yeah, and uh, no. Now we're uh, arriving on shore. Uh, we sail in three weeks, and then all of a sudden, snap your fingers, and boom, we're on boats. Yeah, we went from uh, babyface Bjorn to bearded Bjorn <laughs> in three weeks' time. I feel it about that beard. Hate the beard. Oh, hate it. Yeah, it's not a good look. Not a good look. He's, uh, I'm not afraid to say he's an attractive, large man, and uh, that beard is not working for him. Get, get past that back on the Rolo. Let's let that uncontrollable man. Let Rolo en- enjoy the nice beard. Okay, I mean, I prefer a little out of control, but if you want a nice trim. But you know what? He pulls off the beard the best. He does. You know, even Ragnar's beard looks a little gross at times. It's looking a bit raggedy in his... Yeah, it's uh, pretty rough right now. <laughs> he, he, Ragnar's looking a bit raggedy all throughout right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where his head is. Probably because he's a junkie. Yeah, uh, it's in the clouds with all his hallucinations. Yeah, absolutely, but... Anyway, we start off with her. We'll talk about her. Lagertha. She's doing Strong. a strange ceremony over Calf's uh, grave. A little smoke and everything. Yeah, what's that? Saying the uh, some... sage? They usually do like that. And I know I kind of harp on this and stuff, but they switch languages and I couldn't understand her. And I didn't get subtitles. That, that's really starting to bother me. Yeah. You, you know, we get it later, too, with the guy playing the drum as the boats pull away. Mm-hmm. He's singing a song in... Whatever their language is. Norwayish. Yeah. Nordic? Nordic. Maybe? Yeah. Go with it. Nordic but language. Can we just make it all English or give us some subtitles? Like, let's not pick and choose when we want to make their language English. See, you know? in my mind does a thing. When we go to Paris and they're speaking in a French accent, but it's English, I just assume they're speaking French. Yes. But they're making it where I can understand it. And I'm okay with that. And then when they're in Norway... And they're speaking all Viking. There's, I just assume they're speaking some Nordic language. And they're making it English for me. But they're making it for me. So I think accents help and should be used. Exactly. No matter how poorly they're done. I'd rather an accent than read you know, a subtitle. See, I don't mind subtitles because like, I can tell myself I'm learning another language and feel sophisticated. Even though I know I'm not. But <laughs> just... Give me something so I'm not bouncing back and forth and I feel lost. And I know that these are just like small things. It's a prayer that probably means nothing. Yeah. But I just, I don't like the feeling of being lost and not understanding something. I agree. I I don't like when they jump back and forth. I think they should make the decision and stick with it. Yeah. I mean, you watch any movies. They're not speaking 
those languages. They're speaking English with an accent. Yes. And Even though you know 100% they don't speak English. Exactly. But it doesn't matter. That's It's entertainment value. And don't it doesn't take me out of it that they're not speaking a different language. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to miss anything if they're in Mexico and speaking English. It's not going to bother me, people. Right. So, anyway, she's doing her ceremony. Erlander walks up on her. And why did you, is this Kalf's grave, and why did you kill him? Like, right. And like you said, she comes back, boss mode. I keep my promises. You know, uh, I told he, him I would kill him before taking my Kalfdom, and I did it. Yeah. I just, I do what I say. I and, say what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> if she makes a promise, you can bet it's being kept. Absolutely. So, what do you think about how she spoke to his son, though? Remember, he stumbles up and he's like, keep your friends close and everyone else will betray you or something like that. What's really interesting right now is there's a lot of female characters being motherly to not their children. Yeah, it, it's just like the Viking way or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is like because there's because not Oslog's a lot of... totally different. Yeah. She's all about her children. One child. She's world really star. big on one child. Yeah, real, real big on world star, and yeah, everyone else is kind of like I. She's she's looking at the other kids as chips, you know, little power plays with Ragnar, and Ragnar sees it. But if you look at what we've seen from Ivar Worldstar, <laughs> he needs the most attention. <laughs> he, he, he needs a lot. He, he doesn't have a whole Yikes. lot going for him. Forty-eight months young, but we'll, yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, get there. But that's not all. Uh, she also invites Erlander to ride on her boat full of women. Yes. So what do you think about the fact that she's only putting her trust in women? I like it. Because... I do too, because all the men in her life have screwed her over. And she acknowledges later to the episode, you know, my heart's permanently broken. But also, I like seeing that the Vikings don't necessarily care as much about sex. And they let their women be strong. And oh, she yeah. is fully accepting of that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't seen any other strong female warriors on the show since her. Like, we've seen a few in battle. Bjorn's gal that walked away with the Scarface. She was kind of strong in battle and stuff, but like... you, She was just... Bjorn was always looking and always there protecting, and we didn't never get that sense that she was okay in a one-on-one battle, even when she did win it. She was battling pretty hard, though, when she got... I mean, she was, but I mean, you always saw it through Bjorn's eyes, and he was worried. And true, true. you know, there was that sense of protector. With Lagatha, it's she's murdering anyone that steps up. Oh yeah, she's a badass, straight badass. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't seen through Ragnar's eyes; it was seen through Lagatha's. Like, let's get it. I agree. Good point. Good point. Because you don't ever see her fighting through someone else's no looks. You know, uh, I mean, so, obviously, you think Ragnar's kind of paying attention. But not really. Because he, you know, he cares, but he's he, got better things he's got to be focused on. <laughs> yeah, and he, he knows his woman can handle herself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And but, so I'm, I'm really digging that she's only trusting women and everything. And I found it interesting that she did end up fighting Erlander and that he was willing to stick around. Like, do you think he's trying to make a power play into something? I think he definitely is. I, I don't know don't what see. his plan is necessarily. But do you think Lagertha knows what Bjorn knows. I think she's got a feeling, but I don't think she has any concrete evidence. She's so smart. Like we're not, she's two steps ahead without ever getting any information. I think she has an instinct that she just completely trusts it and guides her perfectly. Yeah. Cause 
because she killed Kalf at the right time. She's weakened uh, Erlander without even seemingly trying to. And plus, probably a better idea not to leave Erlander alone with the rest of your on your land with the rest of your people because you'll come back again and you'll have lost your Kalfa. Yeah, you know, twice. Yeah, so good to invite her. Invite him. And I think she may know what Bjorn knows and plan on just making sure he's around when Bjorn's around. And do you think that she's kind of bringing him along just to help him battle? Because, I mean, he has the crossbows. He seems pretty engineery. So. Yeah, he has intelligence, um, but he also seems like a brat. I just I can't pin him down. Like, I don't... I don't know what his plan is. Yeah, I've got nothing. No and idea. the show hasn't really... And you talk about the crossbows, and they talk about how they've re-engineered them and reverse-engineered what they got from the French. But we don't see him on the boat. Yeah. You know, whether he's got them down in well, storage. It doesn't look like there's much storage on those boats. Like, I mean, they're on... It's for food and if yeah, oars I mean, and weapons. I mean, I it wouldn't be a lot of room for crossbows. No. Because, I mean, those things are pretty bulky. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't store well no um so i mean i'm interested because i know we're going to see them i know that they're going to have them over but i would love to see just the inside of a boat you know what what kind of stores are we looking at yeah and how do they get that gold back well most of them you see it just stacked all inside the thing around the people and so that that, that's another interesting thing that agreed agreed but um but but we move on to ragnar Ragnar announces the raid on Paris. Boy, was I shocked. Yeah, well, I'll be honest. I wasn't shocked because he said in three weeks we'll (laughs) We'll be be heading to Paris. Paris. Instead, we get... The anointment of his two kids, Ubre and... What's his name? Yeah, (laughs) not not important. They get their arm rings. Um, And I really loved seeing Bjorn, you know, being excited, being happy for him and be like, yeah, put him on, let's go do this. Yeah, I think Bjorn still misses not having that you know, you, that those moments with a brother Ragnar. in his childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, he was gone, and then he came back, and there was all these other kids. You Time know jump. What I mean? yeah, <laughs> so, came back as a man. Um, and but that was cool to see. It was cool to see Alslog losing her shit over there, especially since Ragnar was like, "I'm taking them with me." Yeah, and she's, she's like, like, "They're too young to fight." She said, "They're not too young to watch." watch. And then he dropped the. And besides, I think they're safer with me than they were with you last time, if I remember correctly. And Absolutely. her face just drops. Yeah, yeah, he likes uh, jabbing at that wound. Mm-hmm. You know what I and mean? And it took me for a second to remember what happened. And that it's almost drowned in the ice. Well, what's his name? Was almost a popsicle. Yeah, and Harbart showed her up, and yeah, you know, was feeding her. But uh, and then we then go. we moved to Wessex. Yes. Now this, I think, top scene. This is how Wessex should be treated every week. Eckbert is a cold-blooded, just... Son of a gun, man. Dude is legit. Like, he came out, I think he pulled out some six-shooters and just started going, boom, 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 boom. I'm the winner. He was just knocking down all alliances around him. Oh, I mean, immediately pulls up uh, other Athelstan. And was like, you know, I was sitting here talking to him. And I think we should bring Alfred. Alfred makes his first appearance again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, I want you to go see the Pope. It's time for you to make a pilgrimage <laughs> to Rome, which I thought would be on a boat. Yes. Uh, no, it's 1,200 miles. Isn't that what he said? I think it was 1,500 and you walked 12 15, a day. 12 miles a day for 1,500 miles. <laughs> uh, and, and Alfred's face was just like... Barefoot. Huh? 
yikes. Yeah. Dude, that'd be serious. And just how he was explaining it, it was... You know, and I know a lot of you are wondering, why wouldn't I send his older brother? Which I thought was interesting. He called Alfred both Aethelwolf's brother, and he called him his son. He he, he called him both things, which, well, I, which I found interesting. His older brother. There was an older child standing there, though. Who oh, was, was that? It? Oh, yeah. I thought he was just talking about... No, Alfred. they have another child. Okay. There's an older son... And then Alfred's the younger. That, that son. was Magnus, wasn't it? No, Magnus is a baby, or a little kid, little bitty kid. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know who the other kid could be. I don't either. But there was either another way. kid standing yeah. next to Alfred. <laughs> I thought that was Magnus. I, I apologize. But and so like he's sitting there giving this explanation, and then he brings it up how Alfred was born out of wedlock with a priest, and so it only made sense to send him. Yeah, and it's like he feels like there's something planned for mm-hmm. Alfred. And um, seeing the poet, like divine plan from him, and there's just no way that anyone could look at this and be like, "Well, well." We- you see the massive shock in Judith's face, yes. which means she didn't know this was coming, and then the massive shock in Aethelwulf's face. But also, I was wondering, did Judith know that Alfred was still a human being? So I mean, there was that. maybe she was just shocked that Alfred was alive. Yeah, because we haven't seen him. That's no. for sure. She um, she's been whoring around with a good old king. Super cute kid, by the way. Yes, this kid is adorable. I mean, he's going to be a heartbreaker yeah. over in Rome. Yeah, yeah. So if he's got uh, Athelstan's tongue, and <laughs> her good looks, and he's pretty well off. Um, but Aethelwolf seems kind of like up so, in arms about this. Well, he goes, I wish you would have told me. You know, He's still technically my son in the laws and everything. Well, just discussed it with me before you did this. Yeah. So he says, oh, well, no worries. You're going with him. You're going with him. <laughs> Personal protection, as we call it. Yeah. Uh, and then the shock on his face was like, um, excuse me? Yeah, but first you see he looks at mm-hmm. Quintus over there going, no, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> and then just the way he weaves it back all in together. Yeah. I mean, just, and if you do it in a crowd of people like this. You can't object. Aethelwolf can't just like blow up and be like, I'm not doing this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't want to go see your Pope, you yeah. know, or the Lord. And it's just like. Oh, so well done. And then he, he he throws out a good argument at first. He's like, well, who's going to lead the armies to Mercia? Don't worry, son. Don't worry. I'll lead them myself. He takes complete control back of the army Absolutely. like that. A triple win. And Quintus looks terrified. Oh, rarely do we see the triple W. Yeah. And he pulled it out like he was just on a beach. I like how just like nonchalant he does this stuff too. It's you beautiful. see how he's kind of sitting in his chair. He's just kind of like lean back and then he'll lean forward. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. I've already thought about this. You know, yeah. I was like the cups over his head. Someone's filling up with more wine. He uh, just, he has such an easy way about him. This actor crushes it, man. I really like who they have playing this guy. Oh, I was so excited for every Wessex scene this ep- this episode and I was not not expecting that. Yeah, and to tell you the truth, the Wessex stuff was kind of dragging a little bit for me. I mean, we've and been this, do- dogging it the last two weeks. Well, yeah, just because they, I didn't care for the Judith stuff. I like, like you said, the Quintet, Aethelwolf stuff, because mm-hmm. they're obviously seeding discourse in there. And they've had the best fight scene. Yeah, and this but, was huge, though. I love seeing Eckbert being himself, and like when he was talking in the church that last episode, you know, that was a powerful kingdom. scene. You know, this is him putting his pawns in place. This is him making his kingdom. Yeah. So, I really, really like this stuff. 
And then just the rest of Wessex was him sending him on that trip. Was everyone saying goodbye? Judith getting, in my sense, you know, a little bit of fake mothery, you know, crying, a little talk with the kid and everything. She seems to have gotten over the pilgrimage stuff pretty quick. R- rather quickly. Yeah. I, I think Egbert took care of that. I think she still trusts Egbert, you know. I think she trusts him completely. Um, but I think this was a shock to her at first. Cause I, but we're going to, obviously, I think in other episodes, we're going to get discussions of why he's done this. Or think, just blatantly show you what's happened. I think it's just going to be blatantly show us. Yeah. I think Quintreth is soon to be gone. <sighs> no Aetherwolf to protect her. There's no point of her in Mercia because they can't give her any power. Yeah. I, I don't see her being alive. Yeah, and I think they're taking... And he wants Magnus. I think he knows Aetherwolf could play against him, too. I, I so think, he's sending him away... Because who? What's to stop him from taking control of Mercia with Quintrith, and then attempting to take over West to come to Wessex? Nothing. So I think he's doing a really smart move by separating these two. Oh, he took away the power couple. Absolutely, absolutely. Because they could have had rights to Wessex if they take Egbert out, and they have Mercia. Agreed. And now he's going, I believe, to kill Quintrith, take Mercia. And have Magnus in his back pocket. Yep. All right, so we jump to Ragnar and Edu. He's super junky and out. I mean, he's a drug addict in my opinion at this point. Yeah, he's pissed because she won't give him the whole stash. She's dicing it up, trying to give him in little pieces. But he's like, just give me the whole damn thing. And he's eating it. Um, But we find out Edu's got a pretty strong play here. She wants to go to Paris and she can speak French. So she feels like she's needed. And like I said, you know, she, the haircut, super short. Yeah. Whether she knows the Power language. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you rise ranks whenever you cut your hair. Absolutely. And then strange cut, strange edit to Ragnar asking the seer what day he'll die. Just putting the seer in was weird. And like you said, the edit, because if you blinked, you missed the seer. Absolutely. It, it was very strange. Went from, I speak French. What day will mm-hmm. I die? You almost think that she's he's still talking to Yidu. Exactly. You thought he was speaking to her. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, Seer's right there. It's like, huh. And he tells him, you'll die the day the blind man sees you. Which I have no idea what that means. No clue. And he says, are you sure? And he says, doesn't matter whether you believe me or not. You know. So, Do you have any guesses on when that could be? As far as I'm concerned, the seer is the blind man. Oh. So maybe when he sees the seer again. Maybe when Floki becomes the seer. Because maybe the seer is just the title. And he gets passed. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, are we getting to the point? Are, are you feeling Ragnar's going to make the end of the season? This is going to be really strange to say. But I feel almost like Ragnar's story has been told. I think, in a way, I, I feel like he's a lot older than the shows portraying him. And like you said, his story's coming to an end. He just feels tired. Yeah, I. And I think that death will just kind of be rest for him at this point. But do you think the show continues without him? I think so. I, I think they're this season. They're really setting up Bjorn. They've laid groundwork for good characters. Ubre could jump up in the next couple seasons. 
and it's still the rating. Like, I mean, we still have a lot of places we can go. China's a possibility. Yeah, that's my only thing is the, I feel like Edu would go with Ragnar. The big thing is what woman do they want to follow? Because they've set up a lot of women in his life that he's given a lot of power to. So I think that will be the biggest thing if Ragnar is no longer with us. Yeah. Because, I mean, we still got Lagertha, Alslog, Edu. Well, all of his children are famous Vikings. Well, and we got Magnus, who's Quinter's child. Okay, I, I don't know if Magnus is a famous Viking or not, but I he know will the be. <laughs> I know the ones in the sh- that are directly his kin, like yeah. with him, throughout the Viking lore, have some pretty famous names behind them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. I won't be surprised if Ragnar's not in season five. I, I will say that. I don't want to see him go. I no, by no means. I don't want to see him, him die, go. but I wouldn't mind seeing him in more of a. Um, just a ruler capacity? Yeah. What was the original guy? Um, I forget his name. It he was, took his... But I know exactly what you're talking about. More that role. Not a huge dick mm-hmm. like that guy was, but more just delegate his power. Just this is what I've learned. Like, heed my advice. Let me rule through wisdom and words and everything versus the power and having to play all these games. Right, because he's tired. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't care about winning anymore. He, man, he, and you can tell like it's weighing on him. And that's yeah. what makes me say that he just seems older than what they've aged him on the show. I think this fight in Paris, when we see it, is going to tell us a lot, like of like how he feels about yeah. fighting. If he makes it out, like I, I th- there's a very big chance I see him and Rolo fighting, and Rolo ends up killing him. I, I could very easily <sighs> see that being like the end scene for Paris. This is the only weird thing I got to say. Rolo, his character, the actor that plays him, mm-hmm. he just got a big role. In something? In something. Oh. What was it? Oh, it's Clive Stanton. Or Stanton. Yeah. And he just got... It's like an iconic role. He's taking the place of something. Um, I'm not sure. Hold on one second. I'll see if I can try to find, figure out what that is. So we just found it, and he's took over Taken for the TV shows on yeah, network. They're taking the movies Taken and bringing them to NBC for a TV show, and he's going to play the main character. And that kind of throws a wrench in my plans. Be- could it could throw a wrench? They don't have to film or be showing on TV at the same time. True, but I mean, trying to do two big TV shows like that is taxing on the body especially since that these are filmed in very different locations absolutely and i gotta be honest i'm really concerned because i really like rollo i still think he's the best looking viking yes even Um, though he's not trying to look like a viking as much but i thought he's come a long way in the past few episodes and i'm really starting to like him even as a frenchman yeah even as a betraying bastard i still like him as a character (laughs) and i i fear him leaving the show um especially if we lose ragnar as well oh definitely that'd be two major blows which i mean this is just all big speculation but it just kind of feels like how they're kind of writing it at least yeah i i hope they don't film at the same time (laughs) it stays on the show it'll be tough though because 
obviously in Taken, he's not going to look like a Viking, so they're going to have to like his, his the beard and his beard and stuff. I don't know how they'll work that stuff out, but who knows, man? They can pull a lot of shit off in Hollywood nowadays. So yes, they can. Let's hope that's the case. Um, but I mean, a lot of that was just big speculation on how we felt Ragnar was doing and everything, and then we were still talking about Yidu. Well, the seer and yeah. asking how okay, he died. Yeah. Um, but then it's boats. Yeah. I boats mean, three, three weeks happened. Three weeks over. Bearded Bjorn. I mean, it's, it's time. Yep. Uh, we go sailing, you know. I was really surprised how fast we went boats. <sighs> I was not expecting it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought we were going to get another two or three episodes in before we started sailing. Honestly, I thought there was going to be some more like fine hair crap. You know, getting to know them a little more, see what kind of treachery they're up to. We did find that out, uh, but we only found that out in Paris. Right. Was we find difference. it all. We find out what kind of people they are, you know, later on. But I thought there'd be a little more stuff at Cadigat. You know, them maybe sowing some more distrust. Yeah, distrust inside the camp. And Ragnar kind of figuring out a little bit more about them. But we get a good sailing scene. Um, I thought the takeoff was really interesting. You know, Ragnar talking to his kids. I like, don't look back. We're not going there. Only look forward. Yeah. Well, they, they show like a couple of the boats. They show Floki's on the fine hair boat, his new buddies. Caught me off guard. All right. And Helga's there too. Um, they show Bjorn fiddling with the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tabitha trying to figure out more about it again. Torvi. Tor- Torvi. I don't know why I said yeah, Tabitha. Tabitha. Okay. Uh, yeah, Torvi asking Torvi. about it. And then, like you said, the two sons looking back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, we don't look in the past. And then Bjorn actually finally tells Torvi, and she gets that shock that kind of rattles her cage a little bit. Absolutely. And I don't know why she's so shocked. You know, obviously her husband's a douche, so. Well, I I think it shocks her a little bit because then it comes down to, why did you pick me again? You know, was I part of this plan? Did you know about it? I know she shocked him by saying it was Or did you just get me out of revenge? Mm -hmm. Is that why I'm here? You know, just as a a There's a lot of mental mind games that can be played with her right now. Right. Okay. I just remember what the younger son's name is. Hit me. No, I didn't. But the other son is Seagart. Seagart. And he's got some crazy hair. Weirdest scene. It's just he's bored, has nobody to play with. So she sends, Oslog sends Bjorn's daughter to play with him. They step outside for two seconds. Two seconds. Like, he, he says, you're, you're filthy. Dirty. Why don't you ever bathe? They go right back in and breastfeeding. Yeah. 48 months young. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. This like, is they'd really already, they had already moved into like the back room. She's half naked and just, they're staring at each other creepily. I just don't understand it. I, I thought like a ghost or something was going to come jumping out. That scene made absolutely no sense to me. Didn't get it. Nothing. All right, so we get the boys on the boat, on Ragnar's boat, his sons. They yeah. look a little worried because it's getting to be night. Edu starts singing to him. Beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, nice China lullaby, as and far as I can tell. Apparently very sad because she's crying by the end. She's got some tears. But once again, I feel like, because they show Floki covering his ears. and Well, they hear everyone kind of perk up. Like, what's... What's yeah, but on? I feel like they're going to use it against her almost. Like she called the storm. You know what I mean? Ooh, I wasn't thinking about that. Because they're so anti any religion other than mm-hmm. their you know Viking stuff. And for her to start singing some foreign stuff, 
and then all of a sudden a storm hits him. Yeah. Like, I easily see Floki twisting that like you pissed off Thor later and he storm on us. Later in, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But anyway, the storm comes, boats get totally separated. All we see is Ragnar and Bjorn's boat. And they're like out there alone. And you get a cool scene of Bjorn using he the compass and knows everything, how to navigate, which I I loved. I do too cuz he's he's obviously learning. He still is very ambitious about finding what's on that map of his. Mm-hmm. So I think this this is good foreshadowing. Very important. To show that he's going to be capable of moving on. And then lo and behold, we are already in Paris. Like three weeks past for us to set sail, and then we are here. I can't think that that's a short trip. Yeah, well, three boats come together. We get Lagertha's those, boat, Ragnar's boat, and the Feinherr boat. The main people. Which is crazy that the three main folks are the ones that have yeah. to join together. But they make it to Paris. We see some scouts. See some scouting boats. And how about that poor scout goes out, takes a leak, and then a foot. Like You start noticing that you're peeing on someone's foot. Yeah, and it happens to be the weird brother of the fine hair. And we discover they are a lot worse yeah, than uh, what we thought. Creepy dudes. Super creepy guys. So, they, we set up camp. We skip and, first to an Al Slog scene where Harbart's back. Oh, yes. Yes. All right, this looks like a dream sequence at first because he's kind of like blurry. I thought it was a commercial break, to be honest with you. I I thought it was a fast-forwarded next episode. (laughs) Okay, previews. But yeah, all it was was her walking through the place. Harbaugh's there. She says, is that you? And he said, who else else would it be? be? All right, then move on. All the French soldiers, or almost all of them, are either captured or beheaded. There's dead bodies everywhere. They're looting the bodies. Savage. The two sons are playing target practice with a hanging body with the arrows. (laughs) Um, gotta get that practice in. You gotta learn I mean, the vital points to hit. Pretty sick stuff, but, <laughs> but awesome, obviously. But this is one of the first times we've ever seen them totally skip a fight scene and just show you the aftermath. Which I was fine with. I, I was fine with it. They don't usually cut corners. This mm. is kind of a Game of Thrones trick right here. Yeah. Where it's like, just show the aftermath. You know, the fights Let's, cost a lot of money. <laughs> Let's speed this up. Yeah. Um, and This is where we get the Torvi threatened by Erlander scene. Yes. Because she's asking Lagather about her son. Lagatha says he's fine. fine. Don't worry. Everything should be good. But then Erlander comes and starts threatening her. Why would you ask her? You should have asked me. I can have you kill Bjorn. Like, how dare you think you had a choice or anything? And I just thought all these were false threats. Like, well, I just think he's weak. And I think literally she is the only person he can push around and instill and, and any fear into. It's so true. Like, I mean, I'm right there 100% with you. But then as we we're talking. You know, earlier, it's just like, where is he going? There's a Trump card that he hasn't played yet. And yeah. maybe it is Torvi. I don't know. But there's something lingering with him that I can't figure out. I'll be really surprised if he's alive much longer. He's playing with fire. Yes. So, then speaking we, of playing with fire, we get the uh, the fine hair boys decide to snatch up well, the... Bjorn sees them. Like he calls Ragnar up after because he was talking to Lagatha. You're right. Mm-hmm. And good old signal fires. All right, so there was one scout that was away and noticed that the Vikings had arrived. So he lights all the signal fires, letting Paris know, hey, yep. they've come ashore. So the fine hair boys, after seeing this, get decide enraged. to get all the captives. They drag them through a field. Floki mm. decides to go with them. His new friends. His new friends, who Helga tries to stop and say, but what about Ragnar? These are my friends. Now. Yeah, and Floki is in full... Um, 
sad folky mode, I would say. Yeah, but he's also giddy. He's like all laughy and stuff. I, I think he's set to try to betray Ragnar again. And yeah. for real this time. Yeah, definitely. I think if he had to, he had the opportunity to choose, he would definitely choose the fine hair boys. He's taking this torture to heart. Yeah. Even though Ragnar let him out and everything. Which I think would drive a wedge completely between him and Helga. Yes. Um, surprisingly. I mean, she still trusts Ragnar, it seems. Because Ragnar treated her well and everything. Like, he didn't punish her because of Floki. She, He didn't punish her for letting him go or anything. He let Floki go. I mean, he did everything still out of love for Floki, even though he didn't deserve it. Right. And we get a quick scene of Ragnar asking Lagatha why... Well, she's we find fighting. out that she's really pregnant. Yeah, well, she's, he's straight up asking her, why are you fighting, why aren't you protecting your baby? Which, A, how did he know that she was pregnant? I, I don't think they had to show us yeah. that that happened. Well, I mean, she's not showing her anything, and so True. maybe he just knows her a little bit better. Completely plausible. But she wasn't supposed to be able to even get pregnant anymore. Exactly. I mean, that was the big shocking thing, because last week you and me said we, we didn't even think she was pregnant. Yeah, because I think that's why Ragnar's asking. Because he's like, you know, this is like a miracle, basically. Why are you putting it in danger? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool scene. But then we get the fire, the fine hair boys. Um, we figure what their plan is. They're going to tie all the scouts that were still alive to but the signal fire. They're going to let France know that then, Vikings have come. Yeah. And then light them on fire and kind of dance around and pee on them. They try to put out the fight yeah. or they try to put out the fire. And uh, apparently Vikings aren't firemen. They're not very good at putting out fires. Not with their small hose. No. Um, pretty pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, these guys are kind of sick and twisted. And uh, I think you see little... Bjorn at the top of the hill. like that. That's too far even for us. Well, I don't think he thought it was too far. I just think he thinks these guys are sloppy. Okay. Like I said, I think they're just... Uh, well, he obviously hasn't trusted them since they've come. Like I said, I still feel like they're fake Vikings. Like they put on a show. I think that showed more this episode than anything. Yeah. I think they just kind of put on some big show and the hopes that people will believe that they're badasses. I mean, I'm hoping that they're on the front lines and they're the first ones to get shot down. Yeah, I hope just crossbows eat them up. Um, We get the worst scene of the episode with the Emperor begging Rolo. Just crying, begging Rolo not to betray them. The great-grandson of Charlemagne and everything, like all these histories. (laughs) And he's just like, I will kneel before you and do anything that's possible. Just do not betray us. Absolutely. And I found it pointless. Which I don't think he will. Nope. Um, But we find out that Odo will. Yes. Odo tells his little girlfriend, the whipping girl, that... Teresa. He's planning a coup and to kill Rolo in battle. And he's ready to become emperor and all hail the emperor. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten ahead of himself a bit. And I mean, I mean, this is what we thought like two or three weeks ago. We were seeing Odo start climbing for power. People, Rolo's wife doesn't trust him or anything. And so we've got two big things leading up. France might eat itself. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think the fighting and if Odo does try to pull something, um, first off, you still have to protect yourself from a Viking raid. Yes. Um, and then Odo trying to pull some shit while you're in the middle of this can I mean, only make things worse. He's thinking he's top dog. He's right. like, I've already held him off before. I don't know why I need Rolo anymore. And don't forget left hand man, Beardo guy. He's doing Bro- something there somewhere too. Incesto. Bro- yeah. Incesto. Um, and then we get a quick Ragnar hallucination. He takes us 
a little swath of his minutes. And and the title of the episode was What Might Have Been. And I thought that this was their way of saying the title without actually spelling it out. Absolutely. And it's it's cool because you see the horse first. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite understand it yet. I believe that was his first horse, like when the show started. I think that... It's the one he's always riding, yeah. I think. Um, but we get a quick shot of the beach with the farm he used to live at. Mm-hmm. Lagertha with the daughter, still alive, and then baby Bjorn or little Bjorn. I love seeing uh, uh, Lil Bjorn. And the only thing I can say is they definitely brought these actors back for this little scene. Because, I mean, it's them, no yeah, doubt. I mean, the, um, this is kind of cool. And you see him, just like he told his sons, stop looking back. You know, we don't look back. Oh, that, that's a good and thing And you see, see. him kind of fighting and struggling not to look back at that right there, what he just saw and stuff, which was kind of cool. I thought that was a perfectly done scene. Absolutely. And then it just goes right into them seeing Rolo at the top of the hill. And Not yet. First, we get the creepy world star of our smiley scene with Harbar. Oh, God. I, I kind of threw that one out. Dude, this little kid looks like the Nicholson version of Joker. It yeah. is terrifying. Like, I don't want to see this kid happy because I, I get a little, little goosebumpy and everything. I don't yeah. like it. I have this weird feeling like Harbar maybe does have some strange powers. Well, he's and, supposed to be a god. But what if he gives Ivar his legs? Mm-hmm. You know, like, make it able to walk. This, dude could, this kid could be a serial killer. I mean, That's nothing's going to stop him. Yeah, this could be some bad stuff. Especially with Aslog behind him. But, as you alluded to, final yeah. scene, we get... Rolo just... sliding down the shore, and Rolo's just sitting on his horse, watching the boats come in. You see the forts they built. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ragnar... Doesn't seem surprised it. at first. He says, there's no sign of the Viking camp. He says, no. does that surprise you? Yeah, Bjorn says that, and Ragnar says it, just fully expecting that all those Vikings are dead. Like He's yeah. like, everyone in Wessex is dead. It makes sense that everyone in France is dead. Right. But then once he sees Rolo, full French gear. Loses it. Loses it. Punches the mast and walks off. And, and then, then Bjorn lets out a good uncle. Yeah. Bjorn just screams uncle on top of his lungs. Uh, cool way to end the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, really looking forward to next episode now. Which I didn't catch the previews for next week. I didn't so. watch it. I didn't want to see really. I just want to kind of be surprised when the when I know the raids are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I'm done. I'll just call it right here. So I'm really excited to see what we have next week. Absolutely. Because I don't see how they could not do the raid. They're obviously going to have to handle the fort situation, I think. Yeah. We're going to have to get the docking done. Because there's a lot of crossbows at the other side of that hill, I feel. Oh, definitely. And you remember, they've got the chain mm-hmm. that they're going to pull for the forts. I mean, they've got a lot of tricks up their sleeves. Definitely. So, Rolo's got to win that battle at some point, I think. No, at, I think Rolo least, I think Rolo gets steamrolled in this first battle. Because he doesn't know how to um, command an army or anything. I don't know, man. That was This was his idea for the forts and the chain. I feel like Rolo's going to win the initial battle. I don't see it. Just because it's his first time. Like, he hasn't commanded the army yet. We'll see. I'll, we tell you, yeah. I'll take your prediction, and I'll, you know, we'll, we'll double bat- down we'll, mine. <laughs> we'll, we'll battle it out next week. Yeah, absolutely. But, guys, until then, please hit us up with any feedback or, you know, comments you want to hit us with. At yeah. TV Podcast on Twitter. Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely, right. Facebook. Uh, we try to live tweet this every week, so if you want to join in on the conversation, 
we'd all love to have you. Hashtag Vikings. Hashtag Vikings the whole time. Or hashtag World Star <laughs> Uh But until then, guys, we'll see you next week. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. Y'all later. <laughs>